plant-based diet is very good. It is abundant in fruits and vegetables, but cutting out all meats is not necessary. You, you can't go out to Dairy Queen with your friends and eat ice cream. The reason why we eat the way we eat is health, um, taste, like preference, um, rituals, so we eat the same thing every morning, but also it's social. Like we like to go out and eat. We like to go out and get ice cream with our friends. And when you say you're vegan and you're cutting that out, like that's not always healthy. Mike, your comfort is very important to me. Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable. Are you comfortable? Are you comfortable? Yes. I'm, Excellent. you know, I mean, I mean, as comfortable as I can be, I'm kind of a tense person. Personally. You're ill at ease. Angsty. Well, Angsty. especially now that I feel, I feel that the, my, my whole being is being tested now that I'm in a different location. <laughs> You're a very social person. Ah, sometimes I am. I'm, I'm the, the most social, antisocial person on this planet. So I sent you a very special YouTube video a few days ago. A nice sales pitch? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe it was a sales pitch. This was like uh, a few months back, and it was a, a YouTube video that said, being vegan destroyed my body. Why I quit after eight months. At first, it was amazing. I had so much fun going to restaurants all over the world. The food was colorful, and so there's tons of amazing, delicious food. But I said, you know, when I first started this diet, I was going to try it and do it for as long as it worked for me, and there came a time where it just, it just stopped working for me. Instagram culture? What is this culture? This kind of like, look at me, I'm vegan. Oh, right. If you're in it for the reason, for health, you can, ra you know, like nobody knows exactly what's good for you. I mean, we all have some notion. But if it's not for ethical reasons, I think it's a lot easier to lapse. But if it's like, if you really have empathy for those creatures, you, you make it work. You know, if you feel as though you're deficient in some nutrient, you get that nutrient some other way. You don't just say like, eh, give me a burger. Anyway, so there's this YouTube influencer her name's action jacqueline and she does a lot of stretching videos and i'm sure she inspires a lot of people and she had like this i don't know 15 minute video and she talked about how all these different health maladies that she had once she went vegan and she she just listed these like seven different things and like bloating gas inflammation acid reflux mm -hmm. weight gain and and i think that the just this kind of hyperbolic being vegan destroyed my body is disserving. She's not an expert. She's not a nutritionist. The kind of the superficial way I think she approached being vegan, but then she kind of at the end turned it into a sales pitch because she had her own special diet that you can enroll in. You always wonder when you look at people that say, look, I quit. What are the reasons they do? They're, they're, they quit being vegan. I, I want to approach this in, a, in an honest way and not attacking in certain respect it's tough to deny someone's experience you know because you hear people who say i tried being vegan then my hair started falling out i felt weak i felt and this hasn't been my experience and everyone i know who's vegan it hasn't been their experience but it, who who am i to say like you're lying i don't know there you know that may have actually been their experience and i i don't understand why it would be because you know when you look at the data 
Uh, people have less instance of heart disease and cancer. They live longer lives. Like, you know, the American College of Cardiologists all say, like, this is a good thing. And then this person says, but my anecdotal experience is that it ruined me. And you're like, I don't know. I mean, is if if being vegan ruined them or some other factor, quote unquote, ruined them? I don't know. But it's it's really we're in a very tough position because we can't be like, you're lying or you're you did it wrong. I, you know, I mean, maybe you could say you did it wrong. It's easy to create a political situation. There are plant from the the meat industry. You know, like there's this one blog that comes up when you uh, when you do Google, uh, you know, why I quit being vegan. There's this one blog that comes up, and it's just like, why is this one singular blog come up? But this woman has all this litany of health problems. It's been SEO'd. Yeah, yeah, and you wonder like, okay, well why is this SEO? Like, what's the reason why there's, this is being pushed out? Yeah. You don't want to get on someone for having health problems and, and each individual has certain things that work for them. Being vegan works for me. In fact, it makes me a better person. It makes me a healthier person. It makes me a more active person. Other people can try it. If it works for them, that's awesome. I don't want to be a person that arbitrates what you put in your body. At the same time, there's always the, you know, third party victim thing. Like, I don't want to argue, you could put heroin in your body because no one, you, I mean, I don't recommend it, but mm. no, there's no third person, you know, third entity who's suffering because of that. Sometimes our, our duty or our calling as vegans to speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. That's and right. like, I, I don't think that you needed to kill that pig in order to avoid inflammation or gas or your hair falling out. Like, I don't think the pig is what prevents that from happening. It, do, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, there's also uh, people that are definitely really focused in on the health element of veganism. Maybe maybe the, the trendy part and the health part and the idea that, okay, like, oh, I can make this cool, like, chia seed oatmeal. Or, or in some ways, too, these, a lot of these influencers, their life becomes a storyline. Mm-hmm. And okay, well, becoming vegan, that could be a great storyline. It's a narrative arc, yeah. And, and we can build, you know, I can build my audience that way. Okay, I, I think I've played this out, and now, oh, this is a new storyline. So, again, I mean, I, I hate sounding so horribly cynical about the situation and people, you know, pushing out their lives, but that's a lot of times what internet influencers do is they just kind of push out a narrative, and it, that narrative may not be completely accurate of how what type of person they are, but mm-hmm. there is a narrative. There was, there was this one uh, influencer type person and they quit being vegan. They have a video about them quitting being, being vegan. And they said something that I just, I couldn't believe it. It was like, uh, they said, eating meat has brought me in alignment with my natural self. Mm. I mean, what does that mean? Uh, they became a caveman hunter gatherer and went you know, barefoot with a spear in their hand and learned what it's like to eat what you kill. It's not that they, um, you know, bought a factory farm tortured animal. You know, they, they became more primal, elemental. Yeah, I guess right? so. That's, I mean, that's the picture they're trying to paint, right? So those are all of the particularly negative health, physical health uh, implications that have come of my vegetarian 20-year vegetarian vegan journey meat has been radically healing me i can say with conviction when i reintroduced animal products this voice that was always there went you know 
say you're lying in bed at night and there's a white noise on, but you don't realise it's on. You might stay at a friend's house or in a hotel and then suddenly the noise goes off and you're like, oh, there was a noise there that I wasn't aware of until it wasn't there, like until it stopped and then, oh, that's peace now. But I didn't, that's what it felt like. There's, there was a voice telling me, you're not satisfied, you need to keep eating. And it was telling me I, when I ate animal products, Oh, I'm satisfied now. I, I, the first time I went like four hours without thinking about food, I couldn't believe it. But once I got a little farther into veganism, I realized that my health was actually declining a little bit. I started getting extremely, extremely pale, which I'm naturally pale and I'm spray tanned right now, but I'm talking like so pale, you can see every vein in my body and it was, it was pretty gross. I started getting extremely lethargic. And when I say lethargic, I mean, there were times where I would tell my boyfriend, you know, I can't get out of bed. It's not even the matter of, I don't wanna get out of bed, I'm not even being lazy. It's like, I can't get out of bed. I have no energy to even move my body off of this bed. I can't deny a person's personal experience. Like I can't say you didn't feel that way, right? Because people feel the way they feel. But when you look at, I think the big peer reviewed data, like the China study, massive databases being vegan is good for you. So I, I don't know what the situation is with these people who said, I was deficient in this and that. It, and even saying you're doing it wrong doesn't make sense to me because I know plenty of people who are vegan and they eat junk food and they're perfectly healthy. So I, I don't think necessarily... But then again, I, I don't know what to say because they, they claim that once they started eating meat again, like they became healthier. I don't know if that's true or not. It's it's frustrating and disappointing. And I don't know how to debate it. I definitely think that we can, you know, maybe approach this maybe in a future episode with a nutritionist. There's definitely so many different substitutes of, of a protein that you don't need to rely on animal protein. It's, it's it, you mm -hmm. can live a, a, a good life. I mean, I think that there, there probably are people that need extra vitamins or supplements. B12 or something? I take supplements in order to maintain my... Virility, which is off the charts. Um, <laughs> my life is well, off I, the charts right now. It is. But I, I have a question. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sure you've experienced this, and I'm sure a lot of vegans out there have experienced this. You know, you go to uh, back in the day when we went to parties, and somehow it comes up that you're vegan. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, I tried that for two weeks. Oh, I tried that for a year. It didn't work out for me. I was unhealthy. I was this. And, like, what do you say to them? No, you weren't unhealthy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, how, how do you respond to this? Other than, oh, okay, sorry to hear that, you know? I'm not necessarily the skinniest person in the world. And they say, how, how, can, you, how can you be vegan? You don't look like you're vegan. You look like you want to eat a hot dog. <laughs> For the listener's sake, he's he's not in, he's in he's in pretty good shape. Don't don't worry. I'm um, but, I'm healthy. I'm yeah, a you're healthy. You're than, you're than a most. robust specimen. Um, but no, I mean, some people they they're vegan. They eat nothing but spaghetti all day. Like, you know, it's not. <laughs> you you it just have to go healthy. to the Vegan Hacks Pod Instagram page, which is on fire right now, by the way, and it's filled with delicious <laughs> and foods. You can see what I eat on a daily basis. <laughs> It's good stuff, man. You know how to live. But the, I mean, hey, man, you know, that's that's the other thing, too, is I think that what what's cool about being vegan is being able to celebrate, you know, all the awesome things you can eat. I, I think that everything kind of goes back to this article in Psychology Today. About how a lot of people relapse, 80-something percent? 84% of all vegetarians and vegans return to meat. That's what they, according to this survey. And uh, 
vegans are actually 70% of vegans. So vegans are a little more, I guess there's a 30% of vegans. They were more committed in the first place. I guess so. But, but again, this survey was, that took place in 2014. So things have changed Mm -hmm. in six years per se. I, they say in the last four years, veganism has spread so much more, both because of you know, social reasons, but also because there's so much new food technology where it's, you know, you don't have to give up much. People are vegan for all these different reasons. It's a level of commitment. When you decide to be vegan, you have to understand, like, why are you being vegan in the first place? Why are you making this commitment? Now, if you can't answer these questions, maybe you won't be vegan. You and I may be more militant and we want everyone in the world to be vegan, but even people cutting out meat in their diet is helpful and understanding that it's not helpful to just gobble down corpses. Sure. And every every time you order the Beyond Burger, you're like saving a fraction of a cow. Yeah. Why are you doing it in the first place? Health, ethics, this is a lifestyle commitment. Is Will it be sustainable? Do you have a reasonable plan that can accomplish this? And will it be safe and effective? And I think that's important. I mean, there's a lot of knowledge out there. Um, There's a lot of misinformation as well. Maybe it's important to have a nutritionist or a doctor, someone that understands your body. Make sure you have an idea of what your health is like, what your blood pressure is like, what your pulse is like, so that you can monitor your body when you go ahead and embark on this vegan adventure. Yeah, it does seem as though, you know, cutting out red meat, everybody, everybody, it's a common knowledge. If you cut out red meat, it should lower your cholesterol and blood pressure. It should be a net positive effect. You can eat horrible fried foods in a vegan diet, and, it, and it's not a healthy choice, no. and you can spiral downward health-wise. The other element of being vegan is have a good support team or friends or people that you know that can support you. But sometimes it cuts both ways. Sometimes those friends can make you want to quit being vegan as well. You know, they put pressure on you. It's much easier if you live in a coastal place where there's this like vegan infrastructure. There's like social networks, there's restaurants. You don't have to hunt for food and starve. Um, Whereas, at least in the past, this is changing rapidly. But in the past, you know, it was a lonely road. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, the infrastructure, the, the brands, the alternatives, the restaurants, they're all, um, giving you options. Whereas in the past, it was like a big hullabaloo of like asking people to modify things and the waiter like rolls their eyes at you, you know? I think in these days too, when it comes to the internet is you can get anything you want. Like I remember, uh, I really love these uh, chocolate chip cookies that that had vegan white chocolate. And I was thinking, oh, it'd be cool to bake with vegan white chocolate. And, you know, I went on Amazon and I bought vegan white chocolate chips and a couple days they came to my door so you can pretty much order anything the access is there it's also this lifestyle commitment i have not quit being a vegan but i have struggled with my vegan journey for i would say the last year and a half i've struggled with it and what that looks like is there have been times where i've had dairy and seafood and i've had moments where i just really didn't care about what I ate because I felt like my personal and my professional life, they were in shambles so much that food was the last thing I cared about. 
didn't give a damn about food. The other thing about that Psychology Today article that they talk, that this guy talked about, I think it was, it was, um, I guess the author was a guy named Hal Herzog. The final conclusion was a lot of people leave veganism or vegetarianism because of the pressure and that vegans are too hardcore and they put too much pressure on people and it would be better to be just reductive and to say, okay, you know, have a meatless Monday or that, that would, that would actually being less militant about pushing out the message would probably accomplish more. That's, I mean, that's their argument. There's two answers to that. On one hand, yes. Uh, You know, if you were, even if everybody in the world cut out one day of meat, that's millions of lives saved. But the other side of that argument is tell that to the cow that is killed. Uh, You know, not as many of you were killed because people are eating less of you. Unfortunately, you still have to be killed because people are still eating some of you. Let's talk about math, though. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And if there's 10 vegans or a thousand people that eat vegan for three days a week. It's a grim and dismal science, but in total, you're better off with the latter option. It has to do with how you view the world. And I, I don't see in the near future us totally taking dead animal out of the out of the food supply it's just it's not it's not realistic right the best we can do is set an example of being ourselves completely vegan and then encouraging others to do the best they can and gently guiding them and helping them eliminate as much meat as possible but also not be so off-putting to them that they just tune us out and just go full hamburger. Someone decides that, okay, oh, I just love the smell of bacon. I can't help it. I have to do it. You know, I have to go back to that world. You know, I don't know. That's, I mean, people's choices are people's choices. You know, you can't fight someone's choice. Yeah, I don't think pe- that the live and let live argument, again, like it should apply to anything with a third party victim. But that said, yes, legally, we cannot fight people's choice. And uh, all we can do is offer the, you know, soy alternative. You know what I mean? Well, again, going back to that YouTube influencer, it's important that that person who's telling us, oh, yeah, I ate this and it made me bloated. And I I ate this and it didn't have enough protein. And, oh, look at the Beyond Burger. It has so much fat in it. It's like all these different litany of reasons why. It's like it's important to someone like that to actually know you're not doing it right this is not the correct way yeah that kind of video is kind of like irresponsible and disappointing because i mean it's bad enough yourself to buy back into the whole like factory farm cruelty complex but to advocate others to do it too is kind of rough it's strange because what's so nutritious about a steak that it like it doesn't cover everything you need you could be just as nutrient deficient eating those icky animal products Uh, Again, you know, this is just all kind of sad, and I I don't know. It's like you have to, what, uh, provide someone a nutrition plan in order to convince them? I, I don't know. We're fed a lot of propaganda growing up. Remember yeah. when we get, like, the food pyramid? The stuff you mm-hmm. learn in elementary school, like you need milk, and you need this, and you all these different things that are required. And then... As we get older, realize like, like, well, we shouldn't really be drinking milk. That food pyramid was co-opted by 
the dairy industry, the beef industry, the, you know, all sorts, sort, sorts of industry created the education that we were fed. You know, it's funny. I knew someone who grew up in Nigeria and she had an interesting experience. She had a children's book that taught her English and every third sentence was an ad for yams. And yams are great. So like this is good propaganda. But, you know, like Faye loves to eat yams. Basically, the yam growers sponsored this book so that people would be like super into yams. Like children would learn ingrained from a very young age that yams are delicious and nutritious and good. And as a result, um, you know, I'm sure it helped yam sales over the years. But yeah, in, in the United States, I'm sure these lobby, powerful lobbyists are influencing government guidelines and you know like for a long time they were publishing these pyramids and these charts and things and it all looks so official so you believe it information is something that we can always look at and say okay well is this information accurate where is this coming from it shouldn't be that hard because it's science i've learned firsthand that trying to explain science to people who are invested in not believing it doesn't work. Doesn't even give them all the data in the world. If they are inclined and prejudiced to disbelieve you, whether it's like climate change or anything like that, I don't know. Like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You can't argue with crazy. You can't even argue with obstinate. I I don't know what to say. Whatever. This yam has so many nutrients. Like, well, no, no, they're really actually anti-nutrients. We don't absorb mm-hmm. those in nutrients. I mean, it's like, it's like you right. can make an argument for anything. I mean, I think, I think the most important thing is when you're adopting a new diet or trying to stick with a new diet or you're changing things up is to change things subtly, to slowly build it, to slowly, like even with someone being, deciding to become vegan, it's best for them to not go cold turkey. It's best to just mm. slowly subtract things and see how their body reacts to the change. I'm more in the cold turkey camp myself, but, you know, whatever whatever works. I just think that it's important that you don't make it too hard for yourself. Well, you're the guy that's drinking shakes all day, so <laughs> you're more extreme. I'm more willing to forcibly exert control over myself for things. Okay, so here's a question. Mike Keller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you quit anything? This podcast. <laughs> Other, <laughs> right. Yeah. And this is my uh, zero weeks notice. Thanks and have a nice day. Um, you're asking, I, I don't understand. I mean, you know, I quit eating animal products. Like other than that, what do you mean? No, I'm just, you know, I'm general. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, sure. I quit soccer when I was little. I, I don't think I fully understand the question. Why did you quit soccer? I wasn't very good at it and didn't particularly enjoy it. I mean, everyone quits things, right? You like in life, you you there you try different things and whatever you enjoy doing, you continue. I right? quit the Boy Scouts because they were making fun of me. Oh, what happened? <laughs> That's that peer pressure thing. Uh, yeah, so we recommend that all vegans not quit. Mm-hmm. And then when you uh, become vegan, and all people who refuse to be fully vegan, be as vegan as possible. I mean, I think the most important thing is to listen to your body, um, understand that every 
person's different. And yeah, you know, if your diet is making you sick and losing your hair, you should make adjustments to your diet. Hopefully those adjustments are vegan adjustments and you can figure out ways and supplements and ways that you can change your diet, you know, in a productive way that's better for the environment, that's cruelty-free. And you get cool points too. That's the extra part. But you shouldn't become vegan just to be cool. Yeah, it's just not a sustainable reason. I'm so uncool. The cool points, they just kind of bounce off me. <laughs> they, it brings you from negative to zero. <laughs> no, you're cool. No, 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 no. You're cool. I'm, my friend, I am the dirt under your feet. Oh, well, you are cool. So there we go. We did it. There we go. We survived. Yeah. Um, cool. So uh, enjoy. And you life. haven't quit. You're not quitting this podcast yet? <laughs> not, not yet. Not you, hey, you got, me for, you got me for another week. Oh, yeah. Victory. <laughs> <laughs>